We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Right now, we're going to talk golf. Alan Shipnuck. Uh, joins us. He's covered the game for a long, long time, and uh, now a partner at the Fire Pit Collective, uh, author of six books. Uh, Alan, good to visit with you. Thanks so much for joining us. I really do appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for your patience. I know I've been elusive, but I'm happy we made this happen. No, no, and, and I feel like a complete jerk for just, you know, hounding you and begging you to come on, and uh, I, I'm, I'm glad it really worked out. Uh, I, I know you had uh, uh, quite a week at Torrey Pines in San Diego for the U.S. Open, and, and what a finish for John Rahm, a great performance. Considering what happened at the Memorial with, with COVID-19, I mean, it, it's almost a storyline you can't make up. Yeah, for sure. I mean... He showed so much class and perspective when he had to withdraw um, at the Memorial, you know, with a six-shot lead. And, you know, it's funny, Rom said during the week at Torrey Pines that he believed in karma. And so I think the golf gods were listening. But, you know, he certainly went out there and earned it. I mean, to, to birdie 17 and 18 on Sunday to win the U.S. Open, that's legendary stuff. And he just, just absolutely played a beautiful round of golf. And... Every other big name that was in the hunt just retreated in some in spectacular fashion, like Bryson, some like Louie, just the wrong swing at the wrong time, as he did on the 71st hole. But uh, Rom just went out there and snatched that trophy. It was it was a big-time performance, and I think we can all agree there, there's more in his future. I mean, he's just top to bottom. He has no weaknesses in his golf game, and he's clearly not afraid of the moment. And uh, he's, he's a special player, and I... I was also impressed just afterwards, you know, the, the heartfelt comments and the, the amount of soul he kind of displayed in victory. Uh, he was really, really impressive kid at age 26. So um, it's going to be fun to see where he goes from here. Yeah, and it, it seems like he's been around a lot longer than that. You know, so you, you think about him being 26 years old. He had a six-shot lead, had to uh, withdraw from the memorial by rule because of the, the positive COVID-19 test. And, you know, for a lot of players, that it would it would take them a while to just recover from that. And for him on this huge stage, Torrey Pines, U.S. Open, uh, to play the way he did on a really tough golf course is super impressive. And you know, you, you hear these terms, "sky's the limit." How many majors is this guy going to win? But he he just seems to have you know some intangibles that 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 maybe other players that have won majors young don't have. 
it, it, it's kind of hard to explain, but I got a feeling about this guy. What he said about Seve was cool. I mean, it he, he really seems to have it all figured out. Yeah, for sure. Well, he has a great mentor in Phil Mickelson. I mean, there's talk about to be a young player with great expectations. I mean, very few people can understand it the way Phil has and the way he's navigated public life and ups and downs and all that. And so, you know, they really have embraced that relationship. You know, literally, Ron was there to greet Phil at um, the PGA Championship when he walked off the last green, and Phil returned the favorite, Torrey Pines. I mean, there's a real kinship there. So I, that certainly serves him well. And, you know, Ron, he just, he got, he just had a kid. He has life by the tail right now. And um, there's also a lot of players when they win one major it's sort of like they got to the mountaintop and they're they're satisfied and that's the, the crowning moment of their career. But Rom doesn't think that way. I mean, he knows he has a chance to be a, a player of historical importance, and so um, it was it was he just kicked down the door. But by by no means is he just going to be like, okay, now I can coast for a couple of years. And I think he's greedy. He wants a lot of these big trophies, and uh, it's it's that's what you want. I mean, when you can marry talent and desire and work ethic. Um, that's a, that's a pretty formidable combination. Alan Shipnuck joining us. I, I, I've got to ask before we get into Tory Pines and some of the other storylines coming out of the U.S. Open. Uh, tell us about uh, the the Fire Pit Collective. What's it all about? I mean, kind of a big leap for you. You've, you've been writing about the game and time with Golf Magazine and Sports Illustrated and all of that. What's it all about, Alan? Well, it's really just uh, a chance to be my own boss and have my own platform. You know, I kind of co-founded it with Matt Janella, who probably a lot of your listeners know from his work at Golf Channel and Golf Digest before that. And I was, as you said, I was at SI and Golf Magazine. And between Matt and I, we've been at practically every legacy golf media company, and they're just doing it wrong in a lot of ways. And the business model's flawed and the the editorial integrity has been lost. And so uh, we just created our own media company, and um, the, the interest from readers but also advertisers and sponsors and investors has been tremendous. And so we've, we've actually hired out a whole staff of really talented contributors and technicians and videographers and editors. And so, I mean, we, we're really excited. I mean, we feel like we're going to take – we, we've seen all the mistakes made by all our bosses through, through the years, and we've learned from that. And we're just doing things our own way. But you know, it just the, the fire pit is kind of a metaphor. You know, if you go to Banda Dunes, you go to Pinehurst, or any of these, you know, Pebble Beach, there's always a great fire pit where the golfers gather and tell their stories. And um, that's really what, what it's all about for us. We don't want to be influencers. We just want to we just want to be storytellers and bring kind of you know Matt and I and the people that we've brought on are more kind of classically trained journalists and. Um, so just really do cool, um, elegant storytelling without any interference from corporate overlords or anything like that. So we're, we're super excited. We had a great week around the U.S. Open. Uh, a couple of our features got picked up by Golf Channel, NBC, and uh, it, was, so we're, it was really the early months, but we feel like we're, we're kind of putting together something, something kind of special. 
Well, it's good for you, and I'm I'm certainly a big fan and enjoy all your work around the, the game of golf. One of my favorite things about the U.S. Open is the, the fretting about the course in, in the layout, year in and year out. Is the course up to U.S. Open standards? Did they set it up uh, properly? Is it is it too tough? Is it unfair? I, I, I love that part of the U.S. Open, and here's Torrey Pines kind of a uh, – a muni, if you will. I mean, it's it's a great golf course. Two U.S. Opens. They they have the Farmers Insurance Open there every year. I mean, everybody's familiar with Torrey Pines. How did it stack up? Is it a worthy U.S. Open venue? Your thoughts on on Torrey Pines? Well, the bottom line is, there's been two U.S. Opens at Torrey Pines, and they both have been epic. I yeah. mean, that's all you want. Um, you know, it's. It's an incredible piece of ground. Anyone who's watched telecast can see that with the cliffs and the ocean and all that. The design is kind of a relic of the old days. Um, you know, golf course architecture has evolved so much and kind of this more natural, um, strategic kind of design principle. Tory is more man- man-made and penal. You know, it's, um, it's not the most exciting design. I mean, I mean... Uh, a lot of championship golf courses, you get to the tee, and you have, there's a lot of decisions to make. What club you want to hit, how you want to attack the hole, what is the, the cost-benefit analysis that goes into that. And that, that's yeah. really cool. That makes it interesting to watch. Tori is not that way. It's basically every hole, there's a bunker down the left side and a bunker down the right side. And you right. just have to hit it right in between those bunkers. And then you get up to your ball, if you do that successfully, and there's a bunker left and there's a bunker right of the green. You just have to hit it onto the green. And so... It doesn't have a lot of pizzazz, but it's a very old-school examination for a U.S. Open. You have to hit the ball precisely, and if you do, you have a chance to win the U.S. Open. Um, and so there's, a, you know, is it Shinnecock Hill? No. Um, or some of these other great, you know, Oakmont, some of these old citadels that are traditional U.S. Open venues that are really interesting and thought-provoking and have all incredibly cool design features. That's not Tory. It's really a throwback. To the, uh, you know, can can you just play U.S. Open golf and um, and as a change of pace, it's great. I don't think we'd want to go there every five years, but every thirteen or fourteen, sure, um, gives a chance to, to relive. You know, it's now two absolutely iconic putts: Tiger in two thousand and eight, and John Rahm thirteen years later on the same hole location in the same green. So, um, it, the, all all the complaining about Tory, it gets to be a bit much. I mean, it is what it is, and I think. It's an important statement for the USGA to keep going to a true municipal golf course. Pebble Beach and Pinehurst are public, but, you know, I can't afford to play there. Probably most of your listeners can't. I mean, the prices are ridiculous. And and so, you know, if you you live in the city of San Diego, you can play Torrey Pines for like 50 bucks. You know, it's really a people's golf course. And for our national championship, it's an important statement that we're going to go to a course like that at least occasionally. So, uh you know, there was a school of thought that if, if Rocco Mediate had won in 2008, the U.S. Open would never have gone back to Torrey Pines because of the Tiger and because of the way it played out. It, it guaranteed that Torrey would get another chance. And I think probably you can say the same thing again. The way this one played out, John Rom's putt, all of it, they're going back. Just a question of when. And the, the snobby golf course architect wonks, it'll complain about it, but I think it'll still serve up a great tournament and have two, two times in a row now. I wanted to get your thoughts. Speaking of the U.S. Open course setups, et cetera, uh, Mike Davis, the area ends at the USGA, and 
he, he's he's been a lightning rod figure, I, I think, uh, among a lot of golf fans. Uh, what, what about his era at the USGA? You know, he was they, they paid a tribute to him at, at at the end of the tournament, at the end of the championship. What about Mike Davis, Alan? Well, I, I mean, Mike Davis is one of the nicest human beings on the planet. I have a lot of affection for him personally, but it's a very mixed bag when you look at um, his legacy. I mean, there was a series of screw-ups with the national championship setup that he oversaw. Um, you know, Shinnecock twice, uh, the Greens at Chambers Bay, the Greens at Pebble in 2010. I mean, you can go down the list, Marion pin positions. Like, they got a lot of things wrong, um, and that reflects on Davis. But to me, the most damning thing is the way that the USGA has just been asleep at the wheel as golf has gone from this mix of power and finesse to almost purely a, uh, a, a game about speed and distance. And, you know, the United States Golf Association is in charge of regulating the sport and the equipment, and they just have flat out have not been up to the task. And, you know, the athletes get bigger and stronger in every sport, but they play defense against each other, and that sort of cancels it out. So, you know, if like Ben Simmons would make Bob Cousy look absolutely ridiculous, right? Um, yeah. It's just a complete mismatch athletically. But, you know, Ben Simmons is playing against other guys now who are 6'8 and just as quick. And so there's a, um, there's a level of the playing field. But golf, you have these modern athletes who are totally optimized in every way. And, but the playing field dates to the 19th century. It's just not a fair fight. And so, um, you know, that, that's, a, that's an indictment of, of Davis's leadership or lack thereof. But, um, you know, I, I, financially, the USGA is in a much better position than it ever has been. You know, that, that gives them the ability to do a lot of things, supporting the game at the grassroots level. And um, they've done a lot of important things on water conservation and uh, a lot of stuff that doesn't get talked about but really is important. So I would give Davis probably a C plus um, or maybe a C didn't fail, but he certainly didn't, didn't, you know, he didn't set the curve either. Um, I'm a big fan of Mike Wan, the guy who's coming in as his, as his successor after, you know, a blockbuster career at, um, as a commissioner of the LPGA. And I think Wan is a real forward thinker, and I, I believe that he will be an agent of change, and he's really going to help the USGA. So um, Davis did some important things that I think will help Wan succeed, but um, – it's definitely a mixed bag when you look at, you look at his entire tenure. Um, Want to look forward a little bit. Open championship across the pond after a year off due to the pandemic. Uh, the Open is back. Um, as much as I enjoyed here in the central time zone, uh, primetime golf coverage Saturday and Sunday in the final round, it's, it's great. I also like getting up early on Saturday and Sunday and watching you know, the third round and the final round of the Open uh, across the pond. It, 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 it's, it's cool. It's, it's a great tradition. And uh, welcome back. I, it, it's the oldest uh, and, and still among the majors. Uh, definitely right up there is, as far as enjoyable golf. And it, it, it's a unique event. They're, they're not as married to par as the U.S. Open. The, the style of play is, is foreign to many of us here in the States. Yeah, the Open's great. Um, again, though, you talk about courses that have been overwhelmed by the modern game. I mean, I'm worried about next year at St. Andrews if 
the wind doesn't really blow. There's going to be multiple 59s, and the winning score could be 30 under. I mean, that course is just utterly defenseless um, unless it's blowing 20 miles an hour. So right. there's some there's some fretting about that. But you're right. Lynx golf is really fun to watch, and it is a different kind of challenge, and the elements do loom large. Um, and it, it was a shame that the old boys of the RNA kind of caught and run and didn't even try and put the open on last year. But I get it. It was... It was it was logistically a huge challenge to try and make it work as in the early you know early months of COVID, but um, we certainly missed it. And I hope to be there. You know, right right now the UK still has a ten day quarantine um, for anyone coming from the US. They're going to reassess on June twenty fourth, and if the tiers change, which they could given our vaccination rates and everything else, then and they they drop the quarantine, I'll be there for sure. But um, yeah. It's, it's it's a big one, and you know this this golf season. There's been a lot of you know parity. It's there hasn't really been a dominant player, a dominant storyline, which is fun in its own way. But I, the you know the Open is the last major of the year. Will go a long way towards defining things. So uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be a great show, as you said. We all missed it, and, and we're happy it's back. Yeah, for sure. Getting up early and watching the open. A couple of quick hits before we let you go. Oh, my, and we hey, appreciate. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in Pacific time. Not about getting up early. Come on. It's like yeah. I set my alarm at four o'clock if I'm not. Yeah, 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 for sure. Here in the Central Time Zone, we're, we're there's a little bit of balance. Don't talk about early. Come on. <laughs> Well, yeah, you guys have to get, have to get up really early to watch the, the 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 noon game here in the Central Time Zone, 10 a.m. for early football on a Sunday. That that's crazy. Um, yeah. When I when I was visiting my daughter when she went to school at U of A in Tucson, it, it was hard to get used to that. When I was out there visiting, it's like, what am I supposed to watch stuff out here? I, I don't know what to do. Um, Alan, I. Uh, one one to bring up a couple of quick hits before we let you go. Number one, Rory, uh, he fades on Sunday. W- what's the story with Rory McIlroy? The gallery seemed to love this guy, are rooting for the guy, and he, he did win at Quail Hollow, a good good win at the Wells Fargo. I mean that a regular tour event that that's a good one, good golf course. But what's going on with Rory? Is he, is he going to get another major? It, it, it's kind of crazy what's going on between his ears. Yeah, he doesn't need a swing coach. He's an exorcism. I mean, there's just his good golf is still, you know, maybe there's no one in the world that's better. Maybe it's Dustin Johnson, but maybe it's John Rahm. But it's a small number of guys. But he just gets in his own way. Whether he's nervous or he wants it too much or he's trying too hard, whatever it is, it's just he's completely mental. And you know, he there's he has this bad habit of shooting 75 in the first round of a major which is just almost like stage fright and then he managed to get off to a decent start at Torrey he was right there you know made that big bending 35 footer on what the fifth hole and all of a sudden he was one off the lead and it's like okay you make a putt like that it feels like the fates are aligning but um you know he just he went bogey double bogey in the middle of the back nine with the U.S. Open hanging in the back yeah. I mean you just can't make those mistakes and it's unfathomable that he's now going on, you know, seven plus years since his last major in what, what should be the prime of his career. Um, you know, you feel, you feel like some, he's just going to wake up and and you know be four shots back on a Sunday and he'll go out and shoot sixty two and he'll just win from the clubhouse. I mean, something like that is what it's going to take just to yeah. break this streak. I mean, just when he's in these dogfights, 
he's like he gets tight and there's no freedom to his swing and things just go sideways. So there's, there's no explanation other than it's just completely mental because he, he can go out and dominate at Quail Hollow, you know, 2019, good way to field it at the Players' Championship. I mean, he's winning big-time tournaments on, on great golf courses, but um, the ones that really matter and will define his legacy and the ones that he wants the most, he absolutely just can't get it done. So discouraging. Well, Alan, good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time, and hopefully you can make it across pond for the Open. Take care. All right, thanks for having me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.